When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, it's Crimson, and what would really help me out if you go to my YouTube channel, Crimson60620, and then pop up Crimson, and hit that subscribe button. Other than that, if you want to help me out, you can check out my Patreon page at Crimson60620 PS4 Gaming, and just thank you for listening. Speaking of toxic, toxic ass employers. Hey, guess what I do? And I am fortunate enough to do this. And I want to say um, I am in no way, shame, shape, form, or fashion gloating or, uh, or touting this against everybody. But I work from home. I work from home. I take phone calls from a call center and I work from home. And it, I'm fortunate enough to do it. I've been doing it since the start of the pandemic. Um, I, even, I even moved from one location to the next, and I was able to continue working from home. And I find it great. And there are some of you guys that are able to work from home. It's awesome. It's wonderful. But, 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 there is one thing that I wanted to make sure that I always did when I worked from home. When they was offering to send me from home. You know what I did? I made sure that um, if you're going to send me home to work, you're going to give me a computer. I would not let my company put any parts of their software on my computer. That shit wasn't going to happen. Because I know one thing. If they fucking contract your programs while you were at work on their network, um, they will try to do it on your machine. And whenever I heard somebody say, oh, I'm going to just use my laptop. No, you give me your equipment to run your network. And it wasn't conspiratorial because I knew that in my job in a call center that they can actually listen in on your calls whenever they fucking liked. And I didn't want them to put any type of tracking software on my computer. And it seems that my fears were founded because this is something that came out in June, 2020. Yeah, I know this video is about a year old, but it's been something that I've been wanting to talk about. Let's go. Many people are stuck working at home right now. And according to a new survey, 77% of workers want to continue to work from home once the pandemic is over. The COVID- uh, and that's actually something that's really, really, it was really, um, well, let's just say it was bullshit. For so long, they told people so many times, well, we can't have you working from home. We can't guarantee that things will work. But as soon as things start shutting down, that it's 
it was almost inevitable that people started working from home and companies got that network up and going. Do you know how many people that that had uh, d- disabilities that could have used to be able to work from home? How many people that lived so far away that they could have worked from home and they didn't have to spend hours on end in traffic? But, you know, companies... One, they didn't trust their workers not to work if they weren't staring down at them. And two, they just didn't see any profit in it. But l- l- let's let's go. The 19 crisis has accelerated the global embrace of remote by at least 10 years. So you have tens of millions of people now that are suddenly remote, many of whom are doing this for the first time. It's a new experience for many employers, too. For some people, there's a real fear of if you send all of your employees to work from home, won't they just watch Netflix, play video games, you know, not get dressed, and you'll still be paying them? So some employers are turning to productivity management software or... I want to actually address that. Some... All right. So here, story time, story time, story time. I used to work for Comcast. I definitely used to work for Comcast. And they actually had a worker at home program. Do you know they used to put cameras on people when they worked from home and still required them to dress up as if they were at the office. Yeah, these motherfuckers will put cameras in your home and require you to dress up as if you were in the office. Never mind the fact that they were recording your phone calls. Never mind the fact that they literally would have you clock in and clock out. But they were so mistrustful of their employees that they literally had to have a camera on your ass in order, in order to just guarantee that you're doing work. Guarantee that you're ready for the office. Guarantee that you are have some sort of boomer idea of office culture and camaraderie. Yeah, sure. But let's continue. Or other kinds of surveillance to track their employees while they work from home. As a result, employee tracking software has seen a significant spike in recent months. So, again, this was in 2019, 2020, June 19, June 19, 2020. The tracking software was already there, but more and more companies are trying to use this shit. But let's go, let's go. The idea of being tracked at work isn't anything new. We sign off a lot of our rights when we go to work for someone. And, you know, it's in that big pile of of paper that you get on your first day. In many ways, surveillance at work goes back as far as work does. Employers have an interest in trying to understand what people are doing when they're... You know what? That's actually something that is so fucking true. Was part of my new job when the company that I was working for was bought by another... They literally tried to say... And that our image can be used on their social media accounts. And it's like, whoa, this is like, why? Why? Well, it's, 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 and it's just like, you actually have it where, like, companies, you effectively sign away your privacy. And if you're watching in the States, you know that in most cases, you don't have many rights as an employee. 
in almost all the states, it's a right to work state, which is a fancy way of saying a right to fire you whenever the fuck we feel like it. These are the employers that wants two weeks notice from you when you're going to quit, but they can fire you at any time. Yeah. Yeah. Welcome to America. But let's let's go. Paying for them to be at work. Anyone who works in IT can tell you that if you are, in fact, working in the employer's place of business using employer provided laptops and or other computer equipment and you are transmitting information across employer owned networks, you are absolutely being monitored and surveilled. Many of these kind of monitoring processes have already been experimented on on what people consider to be low skilled workers. Uh, in the UK, for example, it's been very common to have biometric scanners for cleaners to know, you know, how long they've been in a room for and you know how quickly things have been done and so on. Is a lot of these technologies have been introduced already, and now they're starting to kind of flow up the chain of the workforce and be used elsewhere. And I think so. Like, listen to that shit. Instead of respecting your cleaning staff enough to know that hey, I know you guys are cleaning this shit. No, they're starting to do biometrics in order to verify that somebody's in a room cleaning as quickly and as responsible as they want. Like, do you trust? Like, these companies don't trust you. If you're working for a company, they don't fucking trust you. They don't trust you to do your job. If they have to monitor you like this, they don't fucking trust you. And it's sad because it's like, they expect you to trust them 100%. But let's continue. I think the shift to working from home means that many of those forms of surveillance, which perhaps we have taken for granted while we're at work, are now reaching into our homes. Many companies that existed pre-pandemic have already developed software to track employees in a variety of ways. There's ProtoScore, HubStaff, InterGuard, TimeDoctor, TerraMind, VeryClock, Transparent Business, and many others. ProtoScore alone has seen a 600% uptick in interest from prospective customers since COVID-19. Yeah, because here's the thing, and here's the fun fucking part about that. There are some, like, I'm just going to say it. There are bullshit jobs. There are bullshit jobs. There are bullshit jobs. There are bullshit jobs. There are jobs where it only exists because someone is there to make money. Not that it helps the world. Not that it fucking, you know, does some good to society. Not as if those jobs, if they were to disappear tomorrow, the world would keep going. Teachers, firemen, garbage collectors, if they were gone tomorrow, we would have a problem in four days. But fucking bankers, investment bankers, motherfucking call center sales staff if they were gone tomorrow your life would probably markedly come easier it, ooh, 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 I got one for you insurance co- insurance company um um fucking um auditors yeah no these are all bullshit jobs and then on top of those bullshit jobs you have to have wait for it taskmaster jobs to order to make sure that the peons are doing their work. And if you can't monitor the peons doing their work visually, then the taskmaster jobs feel like they lost a way to look good. And so they now have a way of, of trying to monitor people. And it's bullshit because 
in the end, if you don't trust your employees to work, why do you even have them as a, why do you have them as employees? But uh, let, let's go, let's go. A 600% in software monitoring in one company alone. Recently, CNBC's Eric Chemi spoke with its CEO. We take a number of data points, be it a CRM tool that they're currently using, a phone system like a Vonage, an email system, it could be G Suite or Microsoft 365. We aggregate all those data points in a real-time proprietary dashboard that provides them a weighted score. We record and transcribe all your phone calls. Well, everything I say on the phone. is transcribed. So we have recorded. All of it is recorded. We use AI tools to massage that into a real-time score that you see, as does your boss and the CEO and the VP of sales and the chief revenue officer. Everyone is seeing the productivity. Every morning you come to your desk. Now, keep in mind, he's literally saying this. This is literally a CNBC, a CNBC um, reported talking to a president of a company that is saying that, hey, we monitor you. We check your productivity. Now, mind you, yes, you can be given certain productivity scores, but um, that don't mean that it always equals correctly or they're, tra- they're transcribing your phone calls through AI learning. Who's to say this AI can actually pick up your voice correctly? Have you tried doing a voice to text type? Like AI is okay, but it's not perfect. Monitoring to your emails, monitoring. There are some programs that even monitor how long it's been since you typed something on the keyboard or moved your mouse. But yeah, no, sure. As GA said, techno-fascism, which is, you know, just techno-capitalism. But anyway, let's go. You have an email from us. You have your productivity score, your photo scores on the first line of the email. Your score yesterday for photo score was 74. Your colleagues were 90. They've done more. And it's a tool that you could gauge yourself against your peers. One example. So wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Not only is it a, uh, is a way of shaming you, not only is it a way of monitoring you, but it's a way of self-flatulation where you're just like, not self-flatulation, self-humiliation or humiliation where you feel that, um, and I fucked up the word, so fuck it. Um, so you can counsel me for that. But you're literally blaming yourself for not keeping up with your colleague. Or they may have found a way of gaming the system and you're trying to do it correctly. But for some reason, the score is different. And then all it comes down to, you're broken down to a number. He even said it. They sent it to the CFO, Chief Financial Officer, in order to say that this person is costing me money or not. That's all you are to these fucking companies. Can I trust them to make me money or not? And the guy, the CEO is like, yeah, no, this is good. By the way, soft employee software, uh, monitoring software, to that extent, it's a bullshit job. But let's go. Example of a company that uses ProtoScore is Vonage. I've recently, in the last year, pre-pandemic, gone to a virtual sales force because of the capabilities with ProtoScore. Was there ever any pushback from employees that are like, oh, I don't like that you're tracking everything. This feels a little too big brothery. You know, of course, it depends. But again, that always depends on who... You know, in sales, if you want to be victim, you can always play a victim, right? Right. You know, 
wait, do you hear that shit? It's like, oh no, no. It's like, if if you want to be a victim of us monitoring you, then you're gonna always be a victim. Wow. You're not a victim unless you consider yourself a victim. Other than that, it's just business. Oh, okay. Let's go. Guys who go out and get things done are those who use these tools for their advantage. And um, they know we're watching, which is always good. Another company working in the... He he said they know we're watching, which is always good. The big brother wasn't a good thing. Like, these people are so far up their own ass that they believe that they're doing a good thing by relentlessly monitoring their employees. Okay, okay, let's go. The same space is transparent business, which takes a different approach, but has seen a 500% spike in users month to month since COVID-19. Transparent business is different from ProtoScore in that it doesn't track anything until workers manually clock in, but it records those exact times and uploads a stream of desktop screenshots to your manager when you are clocked in. You do have the ability to delete those screenshots after the fact or clock out and stop them entirely. Our technology. So listen to this shit. Like they send a screenshot. So checking your bank. Lord knows, like, like, let's let's just be completely honest. Never check your social media accounts on your company computer. I know I will never check my social media accounts on my company computer. One, because my Twitter is a fucking landmine that I don't even show on stream unless I know what I'm showing. Two, like my Facebook, even though it's controls on there and it doesn't have the same amount of liberties. I still will get, yeah, like, we need to talk to you because we saw this on your computer. Like, they're taking screenshots. Do you know how many people I saw try to access their bank account information on the company computer? And I would look at them like, no, 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 no. Because these fuckers are, 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 wow, okay, let's go allows for the monitoring and tracking of the work that the user, the worker, reports as work done. Like, I'm not making fun of her accent, but she looks like she, like, this woman right here looks like Botox is her friend. Like, she, she barely moved her lips in that whole situation. But let's go. Monitoring and tracking of the work that the user, the worker, reports as work done. Basically, instead of reporting to an office, we report to the cloud. And the cloud is the canvas, and digitizing the workflow enables us to work better. And Wait. Do you, like, I was joking about they're tracking your keyboard and mouse movements, but they are literally tracking your keyboard and mouse movements. Wow. Wow. Okay. Okay. And keep people accountable for the work that they do. Transparent Business says that this type of system is both easier for the worker and ultimately results in them having more privacy. It's about consent. How? When you have a worker going to the office, you are monitoring them all the time. There are cameras everywhere. And this is an invasion. Wait, 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 wait. Them taking a screenshot of what you're doing. Them actually monitoring your keystrokes and mouse movements leads to more 
pers- privacy and freedom of an employee? How, Sway? How? How does that work that way? So right now, guys, we're going to take a little break in this wonderful show to bring you our sponsor. We're going to thank our sponsor for supporting this episode of this podcast. Now let's get back to the show. How does that work that way? Okay, okay, let's go. To the privacy, people are super stressed out. They don't need a micromanager on top of their head. So with this, they just can say, "Okay, my process is transparent. I'm actually working. So as I'm actually working, I can share what I'm doing with you." Oh, it's the if you're not doing anything wrong, then you 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 shouldn't have anything to hide. Yeah, sure. Uh huh. That that's how that works. That's how. No, the fuck. That's not how that works. Fuck. Okay. Okay. This is pissing me off. For one registered nurse in Arizona, the implementation of new tracking software at her job with a major U.S. healthcare company had a huge impact. About a year in, they switched over to this real-time energy. So instead of going per case, it was per amount of time that you were actively working. And they knew exactly when you started your computer and you locked in, how much time you were on the phone. Everything was marked, counted. One of my, my friends said, I'm quitting. This is micromanaging and I just, I'm not going to do it. And I thought, why are you getting so angry? Because if you're doing your job, it should measure out. But then on my one-on-one, I got in trouble because I had too much non-productive work. I didn't move my mouse or it wasn't, I, I had too much lock time or something and I got in trouble. And that, that upset me because I know I'm a hard worker and that shouldn't have happened. The conclusion- so this is the shit that I'm talking about. It's not a problem until it affects me. Like she even said her work was like, uh, her coworker was like, no, don't, don't, no, this shit is bad. This shit is bad. This shit is bad. It's like, you know, if you're doing your work. But I, I got in trouble because I didn't move my mouse enough. Wait, what? Uh, yeah, I got in trouble because I didn't move my mouse enough. And I didn't type enough. Like, more surveillance is never a good thing. One, like, like okay, story time, story time, story up. Let's go. Hey, 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 come come closer, come closer. When you try to catch everything, you miss out on the little tips. You, like, for real, if you're trying to watch somebody so much that you're paying attention to everything, that becomes noise after a while. I, 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 I I don't know. I don't know. Like, uh, okay, okay. Wait, they try to fire you for doing too much work? Oh, that's what you... Look, look, as Josh Fluke, a YouTuber that I watch, actually says, no, just give them... Always give them about 60%. And when you really need to turn it up, turn it up to 80%. But always give work 60%. Never give 100%. Because they will fuck you over. The, you know, you know the, the the prize for doing your work quickly and efficiently? More work! More work. If you do your work quickly and efficiently, guess what you get? You get more work. Yay! Not more money. Not, not a, a quicker way of, pr- of promotion. You get more work! 
Yay! <laughs> let's get let's get back to the video. Conclusion of all of this is that I left my job. <laughs> it just um, it was just too stressful. It was I just didn't um, I didn't enjoy what I was doing anymore. But the big question is, does this actually get results? Because for many managers and CEOs, losing productivity as a result of more workers working from home is a huge concern. As a C-level employee or colleague myself, as a person, I've always been very fearful of employees being remote. I've always wanted them in the office. I wanted to look at them, feel them. I'm a very tactile leader, I think, and I wanted that. And I was oh, so he's uh, he's fucking admitting that shit. He's literally admitting that shit. He's literally admitting that he doesn't trust his employees. Fuck. Fuck! Like, I, okay, okay, okay. Let's let's go. Always uncomfortable. Are they working? How do we assess them working? And this has comforted me. And a lot of CEOs I talk to that are using the, the product now, it's comforting them that they are actually getting activity and productivity from their staff while being remote. Does he oh no no, you're getting activity, but trust and believe you, motherfucker, that the only people that's doing a corporate simp shit, um, simpleton shit. Excuse me. The corporate simple to shit is like literally the people that tr is trying to self-select to climb up that ladder. But um, yeah, you're pushing more people away. That's why we have the great resignation where people are saying like, no, fuck this. For this, for this meager amount of money, I might as well do something better. Excuse me. And they don't get that. They are making themselves their own worst enemy. But let's continue seen as an easy option you know you buy a software package you know you have it installed on people's computers you then feel like as an employer that you're somehow in control of you know this new dispersed workforce that are all, all, all working from home but if you look at the academic research on the topic you find that these systems might not be accomplishing what you expect the evidence most broadly in the academic literature is that hard quantitative targets don't work they don't make people feel good about their work they don't make people feel happy and secure in their employment uh, and so they tend to have an effect of well, burnout is one of the main ones, and decreasing morale. Implementing a surveillance or productivity tracking essentially masks a deeper, more systemic issue. And that is, do people actually know what makes them successful at work? We've known. Oh, no. What makes people successful at work is the people who they know. Literally. It's not the quality of work you do. It's not how much work you do. It's who you know and how you can climb up the, the ladder. That's it. That... I guarantee you, here, here, trust me on this one. Trust me on this one. You guys tell me, if you've read, uh, if you've risen to a higher position at work, is it because of your work ethic or is it because of who you know? Trust me on that. Tr I've been working in a corporate field for, fuck, almost 20 years. From mall kiosks to call centers for the last 11 years. Is it what you know or who you know? Maybe you guys can actually help me. I know I have some people that have actually been in the corporate world for a while. And some who haven't. But you tell me. Is it what you, what you do or who you know? But let's, let's, let's continue since the 50s that people do their best when they're given their goals, they're given the tools to meet their goals, and they're set on their way. There are ways in which the psychological pressures of being watched can actually impair productivity. You want to say to an employer, have you thought about talking to your workers? 
you know, like asking them what's going on, like having a discussion, because often, you know, it's that kind of genuine engagement that is what makes everybody's experience uh, of work better. Data generally shows that employees are actually more productive when they work from home because they usually start earlier and they work later uh, with fewer interruptions than they do in the office. So if people are on average as productive or more productive at home, are there still reasons to use a system like this? Inevitably, averages mask people who are both less productive and more productive. And so because you can't distinguish who those employees individually are who are more productive and less productive unless mm -hmm. you actually track them, that's the justification for tracking them. When you don't have visibility, you don't know who is like really working super hard and who is taking a, a COVID-19 vacation. I do think that there are very few times in the workplace where you could reasonably say the employer doesn't have a right to know what I'm doing or to not control my behavior or my conduct. And so... You, you just keep hearing it that, and I, I get it. These are leaders. So it's a, the comments are a little bit self-selective to it, but you keep hearing it's like, oh, no, no. Even though the averages are up higher, people are doing more productivity. We still got to watch everybody. We still have to watch them. We still have to make sure that they're doing their work because reasons. And if you don't trust your employees, don't keep them hired. Find somebody new. That's the end of the story. You shouldn't have to track keystrokes. You shouldn't have to track mouse movements. You shouldn't have to track every second that you that some that an employee is actually doing their job to make sure that they're doing their job. Productivity based on some arbitrary KPI, uh, KPIs can be just as detrimental as not giving somebody con direct, concise instructions. But they don't want to hear that. What they want to hear is, oh, no, buy our track, buy our, our tracking software so you can make sure that you're you're cracking that fucking whip. But let's go. So we increasingly find that um, employees are willing to forgo some of their privacy in exchange for jobs, particularly in the current uh, uh, economy. A lot of these questions. So in other words, employees are saying, like, damn, I need <laughs> I, I need to, like, eat and have a roof over my head. Maybe need to pay for transportation. So, um, yeah, like, let me sell my, let me make my Faustian bargain. Like, that's not a good thing that people are willing to give up their privacy, privacy in order to not face economic violence. And I know you're thinking like, hey, Crimson, nobody's putting a gun to these employees' head. They have a choice of wanting to work there or not. Even look, the, the 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 even the nurse, she said that um she she quit because of the tracking software. But here's the thing: there was overt physical violence, but there's still economic violence. If I don't have a job, I don't eat and I die. If I don't have a job, I don't have a home. And I'm exposed to the elements and I die. That's still violence. But motherfuckers don't see it that way because you have a choice. You have a choice. You don't have to do it or not. But let's continue. Lead to bigger ongoing issues about data and privacy. I think there's this idea that, you know, if you're generating data, uh, capturing data from people when they're working from home, at least then you as a manager can say, well, I, you know, I, I brought this software in, you know, I tried to do everything I could do. I mean, for me, it's okay if they use it in terms of big data, 
okay, in general, these are the things that we need to work on. We've got people spending too much time on chat or whatever it is. But when it gets down to, to individual data, it's just, I can't think of any other reason you would do it than you don't trust your people. And while workers are- And she just said it. She just said it. A lot of it is about not trusting the people. Surveillance isn't anything new. Much of this particular kind of surveillance is new. The law simply is not keeping up with this technology. Right now, what we have are general laws that say, um, while employees don't have a lot of privacy, they do have some, right? And so the law really does need to play catch up. I think it is probably true that we need to be advocating for greater legal protections and greater restrictions on what employers reasonably can and cannot do. Both ProtoScore and Transparent Business promote the idea of openness and keeping workers informed on what's happening. But companies are not legally required to do that. So you don't need you don't need their permission because it's all company. It's all, it's all company, company data. Software. It's all company data. It's the yeah. company, the, the systems they are currently using. So there's a lot of data points that companies get. They don't wow. have to share. We have. So this goes back to my original point where I wasn't going to let them put their, their tracking software on my computer. First, I watched too much porn on my computer in order to be able to like let them track. They Like, what is this big booty threesomes? And gaggy, like the like, like the like public sex, sex in parks. Like, no, you're not gonna watch my. You're not gonna know what porn I like to watch, un unless I tell you in a live stream. That that's my job. Isn't gonna know what porn I like to watch. Fuck. <laughs> if people in my job saw the videos that I do, they would have a conversation with me. But like, no, like no. This is the reason why I don't surf YouTube on my on my on my like my work computer. This is why I have this computer set up. Because they don't have to tell you that they're monitoring you. They don't. They don't. Because you don't have a you because you're using their equipment, you don't have a right to privacy. And um as we all know with so much malware that um it's hard to keep malware quarantine on a section of your own computer so no give me give me company equipment like joe said give me company equipment to do my work and they did but let's continue advocate for sharing so if they don't track and surveil workers what should companies be doing when their employees are working from home darren murph is head of remote for gitlab a company that has operated its more than 1200 person workforce all remotely since its inception for a lot of managers this is a jarring moment for them where they have to kind of question everything that has got them thus far and learn in real time what it takes to be a great remote manager gitlab doesn't use surveillance software it instead focuses on documenting metrics and objectives fostering open communication and emphasizing results the key wait Talking to your employees like they're peoples and not just numbers on a spreadsheet? What? No. <laughs> Let's go. Here is, don't just look at how often someone is sitting in front of their keyboard or in front of their desk. That was never a great way to measure productivity even in the office. Fundamentally, we believe that you should measure results, not hours spent. And that's how it already works for many people in management. When are we going to start measuring the CEO's productivity? At the end yes! of the day, it's investor returns and how we do that. So, yes. Let's put this shit on the CEO's fucking um computer. Let's monitor that shit. Uh, but as soon as we say that shit, look look at this motherfucker. Look at this motherfucker. Like 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 like. Wait, watch the question. Measuring the CEO's productivity. At the end of the day, it's like no 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 no. <laughs> Let's the go. returns and how we do that and grow the stock price right for public or private companies. 
we have milestones, we have due dates, we have reminders, but it's on each individual and team and leader to use these functions to keep us all on track. At the core of it, humans are not robots. We are empathetic beings. And especially in a remote setting, the fabric of that, the culture of that is really important for morale to stay high and for people to feel like they're connected as a team and not just another cog in the wheel. For some, much of this comes down to what it is you're trying to accomplish in the first place. It's that drive. So it's it's funny because like you had GitHub, which isn't a small company. They are a large company. They're, they are known for programming. Like we just set them goals and we talk to our employees, and then we we expect results. That's it. Like treating people like adults instead of trying to manage them like they're children in elementary school. But so much, so much of this boomer shit. Like, and Joe, I know you're a boomer, but like you're not like the rest of these boomers that I've been seeing. Like, no, we need to monitor you. We need, we 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 need we need to monitor you. And it's just like. Yeah, no, fuck. Uh, all right, um, yeah. Hey, hey, enjoy the rest of your night, Joe. Uh, but yeah, like, no, we need to monitor these people, and it's fucking stupid. And I'm like, wow, okay, okay. Let, but let's finish this video out. Towards productivity, the only thing that we want from work, you know, if it is buy the software packages, have viewing of people's desktops while they're at home the whole time. But I don't think that's the kind of organization that many people want to work for today. One of the kind of lessons that people maybe can take away from this during the pandemic is just because a new tool is going to be used or is proposed to be used doesn't mean it has to be. Work should... Wait, wait, did that just say, hold on, hold on. Just because a new tool is going to be used... The right way to bargain with an employer... (laughs) Wait... Like, this cartoon is so fucked up. Oh, yeah, I'm working hard, and this motherfucker is over. Like, the right way to bargain with an employer is like, yo, I'm, I, you give me what I want, or I'm going to leave. After you've already signed up your own, your new job. Then you leave, because if you stay after they, if that after you had to ask them or demand to get more, then you're not liked at that company. You just kept around. But let's go. It's always proposed to be used. Doesn't mean it has to be. Work should be a negotiation. So this is a point of inflection for managers and workers both. There are many employees that are looking at this and thinking, this is a real opportunity to reshape work, to change whether people think surveillance is acceptable or not, to change who needs to be in the office and who doesn't. Will it benefit people who are working and are now able to work in new ways? Or will it benefit employers who will find new ways to to get the most out of, uh, of people's time they've bought to make people work even harder and so on? Employees can help too. You, you can manage up. Um, working from home, particularly when you're new to it, and particularly when your manager is new to it, requires more communication, not less. Checking in in the morning, uh, checking in in the afternoon, you know, having once a week get-togethers and micro goals so that you know you both understand, okay, am I working on the right thing? Am I getting my job done? And you're sort of telling your manager, don't worry about it, I'm getting my job done. I think for companies far and wide, you're starting to see that the further people are from you, the more you have to let go and enable them and empower them to move the business forward. You cannot run a remote team successfully long-term through micromanagement and fear. As we're seeing the world open up and remote opportunities are everywhere now, people that are under that type of duress will inevitably start to look at other companies which are more trusting and more autonomous. All right. You know, and the guy in the end said it all. The GitHub guy actually said it all. Employers need to understand that they're not hiring children. They're hiring adults. And if they don't trust their employees to do the job or get the job done, then fire them and hire more more people. 
But see, that's not the problem. The problem is the employers just don't trust their people to do work. They expect all the trust in the world. But when it comes to you, they micromanage the shit out of you. Anyway, guys, I want to say thank you for watching this clip. Please like, share, and subscribe. If you want to help out up top, you see like my Streamlab link. Um, it would help a lot if you were to donate to the channel. It would help me out immensely. Um, you have no idea of how much that would actually help the channel grow and just be better. Um, other than that, please like, share um, the video. If you're watching it on playback, hit that subscribe button. And um, we're going to end that section here. All right.